chapter 3 in the Old Testament. We're going to be reading some words this morning. Why in the world God's had me to preach here? I fought this just as well as I fought on Wednesday night as we preached Hebrews 9, 27. But my word, did God not bless in that service? We had a wonderful, wonderful time. That verse, Hebrews 9, 9, 27, I've preached it oftentimes. Just to get people to think about you, need to think about it. It said, it's an appointment a man wants to die, and then after that you'll face the judgment. And I preach that a lot of times, getting people to try to come to the Lord. But I preach the other night about how great an appointment it's going to be. When God reaches down his hand, Brother Harold, and he says, well done, my good and my faithful servant. What a great time that we had. On the flip side of that, that appointment, ain't it going to be a great appointment when you walk up before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and he reaches down his hand and he says, well done, my good and my faithful servant. I, I hope that you've made preparations so that's going to be a great, great appointment for you. Amen. God is so good. As we get here, King Solomon is speaking to us in this passage, just a lot of wisdom here in 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, I, I wrote down, uh, if you could ask God for anything you wanted in life, what would it be? Oh, I can imagine the things that we would ask for. Some, some would probably look now, man, what did you ask that question for? This just come to mind. I didn't have it planned, but, uh, uh, but anyway, this... Uh, Man found this bottle on the shore. Now, you ladies don't get mad at me telling the story. And I, he picked up this bottle, Vicky, and out come a genie. And, and the genie says, what, if you had one thing in life, what would it be? What would you ask for? And the man thought for a while, and he said, I would like to have understanding to understand the mind of a woman. That genie said, man, he said, isn't there anything else? I mean, just anything else, you know. Uh, no, let me tell the story right. That wasn't right. First, he said, I would like to have a concrete bridge built over the Pacific Ocean. I don't like to fly, and I don't like, and I don't like to, uh, to, uh, to uh, ride a boat. And I, I would just like to have a bridge built across the Atlantic Ocean. And, uh, and so they, the genie said, do you know how much concrete that would take? That would take, I mean, and steel and all that. Man, that's just, I mean, he said, he said isn't there just anything else that I could, I could do? Any, just name it, I'll do it. And that's when he said, can I have the mind to understand women? And he said, do you want that bridge a two-lane or four-lane? And so I just say that because you, you ladies are so much smarter than us men, amen. And there's no way we can attain how you think. I'm trying to get back on your side. You understand? I'm, I'm warming up to you. I'm trying to get there. Just no way, you know. But, but uh, what we would ask for, King Solomon had been given something so special, some authority uh, that maybe he thought his father deserved it, and, and he had gotten to a point that, that really the Lord came to him and asked him a question, what do you want? Just tell me what you want. And so the message today would be the wisdom of God. 
Wouldn't you like to have the wisdom of God on everything? The wisdom of God. I mean, who in here really has got the wisdom of God? I mean, you say, man, I got the wisdom of God. Now, I know in every sermon, you probably look across the way and you try to get in everybody else's business and say, yeah, I wish they had the wisdom of God. But, but that's not going to do you any good to mow everybody else's grass. You've got to mow your own grass because we have fallen short and we still fall short of what really God wants us to be. And so in every day of our life, that's what after we get saved, we keep seeking to be better. And we're falling and we're stumbling along the way. But, but in reality, what we need is, God, I want to think like you think. That's what we need. Amen. And we need the understanding, uh, an understanding heart. We, we need to maybe put ourselves in certain places. And so as we maybe look at the two verses that I'm pulling out of this, out of this it was in uh, 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9. Just look at it. He said, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this so great a people? And then when we look at the 20, maybe 28th verse, I think it's going to be, and it said, and all Israel heard the judgment which the king had judged and they feared the king for they saw that the wisdom of God was upon him to, for judgment. And so as we think about this passage of scripture and we just read it, I want us to think about today and every day of our life, what would be the greatest thing that you could have? What would bring you more peace, more joy? What would make you more profitable than anything if we had a heart like God, and we had the understanding of God, we would be the most happiest people that there are in the world. Now, when I first made the statement, what, what would it be that if you could ask for something, what would it be? Well, you know, a lot of us, my word, I, I'd like to have two real good feet up on me that never hurt no more. I mean, I, I had a home. When I left, I had a home. I, it, my, you know, it didn't rain last night, but the last time it rained, it didn't, it didn't leak. I, I, it's an air conditioner in there. You know, I, I pretty much got what I need. I got a truck that'll get me up and down the road. You know, I, I got all my bills paid this month that I know of. And, 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 and so I just think, well, what, what would you want? Man, I'd love today to know that my feet would never hurt again because I stay on my feet all the time. I mean, I'm a moving kind of person. I want to move. I want to jump. I want to run. I, I, I just, I just want to do. Isn't it been something, this weather we've had in the last few days? It's been amazing. You'll work yourself plumb to death after that weather. I mean, it's just so pretty. You'll just, you'll just work. And to be able to climb up on something, climb down on something, to be able to, to balance yourself. And I was working the other day, and I had two horses, kind of like these altars, and there was a space between it. Well, I just walked plumb off of one of them. I mean, I mean, my brother tells me, you just can't walk out in midair. I mean, you, you got to stay on something stable. And so uh, Bill was on the other beach and I just grabbed him. And all the way down I come, he said, man, what are you doing? I said, I'm trying to walk on there. I, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I can't do it fast enough. What would you ask for if you could ask for one thing? Well, here, Solomon, God had come to Solomon and said, Solomon, Whatever you want, you can get it. 
And I think the best preaching we're going to do is for me to just read and how this scripture is going to tell you something you already know and how God used him and used some wisdom. I've often said in the church when we have conflict, you wouldn't think you ever would have it, not in this place, but uh, conflict. And so I always try to use the deal. They don't even come to me no more. When they have conflict, they just kind of do it on their own, I guess. I don't hear nothing about it. But, but when they would come, like I, 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 I guess you heard me and so-and-so was having trouble. I said, well, whichever one of y'all is the most spiritual, I'm sure you'll, they'll work it out, whoever it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's right. It won't ever get worked out with someone that ain't spiritual. It'll finally be somebody that goes spiritual. Like, I mean, how, far, how much further you want this to go? You know, so, so in the first verse of, of 1 Kings chapter 3, talking about the wisdom of God and, and an understanding heart, it said in Solomon made affinity with Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and took Pharaoh's daughter and brought her to the city of David until he had made an end of the building of his own house. He built his house. And then the house of the Lord, he got the house of the Lord, he got the church house built, we can say that way. And the wall of Jerusalem all about it, so he got it all protected in. He got his house built and he got the church house built and he protected it. And only the people sacrificed in high places because there was no house built unto the name of the Lord until those days. And Solomon loved the Lord. Somebody say, love the Lord. Solomon loved the Lord. Walking in the statues of David, his father, only he sacrificed the burnt incense in high places. I, in studying it, it's like he had sacrificed a thousand animals, I think. And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there, for there was the great high place, a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon the altar. And Gibbon, the Lord, in, in Gibbon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and said, and God said, ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon says, thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he has walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in the uprightness of, uh, of heart with thee. And thou hast kept him this, this great kindness. Thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And he said, and now, O Lord, my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David, my father. I am but a little child. I know not how to go in nor to come out. Well, David was any, I mean, Solomon was anything but a little child. But look how he comes. Look how the Bible said he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Look how our prayers ought to be when we come before the Lord. I mean, even sometime in our apologies, when we go to apologize, we'll say, rather than just saying, I just want to say I'm sorry. We'll say, I know you're probably, 
you're probably appalled with me telling you that I'm sorry. And I knew, I know I probably shouldn't say I'm sorry because I still don't think I'm in the wrong, but I'm sorry. <laughs> King Solomon, he didn't come that way. He stayed humble. And I love the song says, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I love that how we ought to get up in the morning and said, if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I mean, the waters would have overtook me. I believe when we come to know the Lord and we get filled with the Holy Ghost, we, 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 we learn that as I like that spiritual song, I go down the road, I, I like listening to these songs and, and it says, well, I've learned to lean and depend on Jesus. Well, I've learned to lean and depend on the Lord. Well, I found out he will provide. Look here, I'm serving a God and I've learn than in and of myself when I get up brother Harold every day of my life if it ain't God that's going to undertake me and undergird me and keep this blood flowing through my veins there's no way I'm going to possibly make it oh what would it be like to have a church that would know that this last week when you left here if it had not been for the Lord that was on your side, every time you got out in the highway and you drove them down the highways, every night that you got you a good night's sleep, that you woke up the next morning, you could get up and walk on your own two feet. I tell you what, we would come to God and say, God, look here, I don't even see how I made it this week. I don't even see how I'm here. I don't see how you've protected me all this time. And so Solomon knew how to come to the Lord. Oh, we come and we tell God all that we need. We, we ask God so much, Lord, would you just bless me one more time? And God said, you ain't, ble you ain't thank me for the last 30 times that I done done it. I'm here to tell you that Solomon, he knew how to talk to the Lord. He, he was a brilliant man. Can we just get to be brilliant in the way that we confront God? Do you even know how much God wants to bless you? Do you? Can you imagine having a son that you did, did, didn't want to be blessed? I mean, can you imagine having a child and you, and you got up every day and you said, Lord, don't bless that boy. Lord, don't bless that girl. Lord, I just pray that they just fail in everything that they do. Let me tell you something, that ain't the way it is. And that certainly ain't the way it is with, with the Lord. He wants you to be in good health. And he wants you to prosper. And so what you have to do when you're in a point where you can't hardly walk and God makes it where you can walk a little bit better, what you do, you start thanking him for that little bit you got. Say, Lord, I don't even know how I got to where I am, but God, if I'll just thank you for what you already done done for me. You better listen to me. God wants to bless you. He ain't won't look at, you curse your own self so many times. You have cursed your own self so many times. And all through life, you lay all the blame on everybody else. Ain't we got enough business to tend to? Sister Mona, I got enough business to tend to just taking care of my own business. I had a lot of folks, they think, no, I got all mine. I mean, I'm perfect in every way, like on Hee Haw, you know. I mean, I'm just perfect in every way, but that ain't the way it is. So where I, where I was, where was I? Eight. And that servant, he said, I don't even know how to go out or come in. Oh, I think about them scriptures, making your crooked places straight. How he goes before you. He's a light and a lamp before your feet and your pathway. And said, and, and the servant, and that servant in the, in, in the midst of 
thy people, which thou hast chosen, you've chosen me, to, to lead a great people that can't be numbered or counted for the multitude. It's more than you can even see. You can't even count them. He said, give, in verse 9, he said, give thy servant, therefore thy servant, an understanding heart. An understanding heart. How many times, Brother Harris, you was in business? I think everybody ought to be in business before they even open their mouth. How many times have you ever been in business, Brother Harris, and somebody come to you, and they got to be in such a place when they come in the door, so I wonder what his motive is. I wonder what that motive is. I wonder what he's wanting this time. I think that's about the way it was every time I come see you, Brother Harris. I just needed something. Matter of fact, he probably said it to me like, well, what do you need? Mr. Bell used to say this way like, well, I know you're needing something. When I call him, I just tell him, I said, you know I wouldn't be calling you unless I needed something. He'd say, son, what is it? How can I help you? So when we come to the Lord, when we get ready to say that prayer, well, we'll just, we'll just be honest, Lord. I'm just so low down, I don't even know how to go in and come out. I, I ain't got a clue what's going on. I'm just like a little child here. I'm just as helpless as I can be. You know what? God will tend to take care of somebody that's helpless. Oh, yeah. He's going to take care of all those. So as we keep reading right here, boy, this thing is speaking to me in my mind. It said, give me, give thy servant an understanding heart to judge the people that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge thy so great a people? See what I'm saying in verse 10? Is all the way you put it. It's speech. What got to God? What really got to God? That effectual, fervent, Prayer of a righteous man availeth much is how you put it. I mean, even in a business, a lot of times, it's, I don't care if you, you, you got a, a, a commercial about ketchup or whatever, you know, they got that that's so thick it won't hardly pour out of the bottle. You know, it's all about presentation. Boy, I could say so many things right there. By presentation. Let me get going. And said, and the speech, please. I know I've already done upset you bragging on my president. I already know that. And the speech, please the people. Just don't let nobody say nothing. You know that our children go to school and they can't pray because folks that was plumb stupid didn't know how to make a stand. You know, in the Bible, they wanted something like a king. Look here, they didn't like the king that they had that was trying to take care of them, and they prayed for a certain kind of king, and they got that king. Huh? I'm here to tell you, God has left us to take care of things. And the Bible says, let your yeas be yea, and your nays be nay. I try to get off of it, but I can just kind of tell your panties in the water over some stuff. <laughs> it says, and the speech pleased the Lord. His speech, the way that he came to the Lord, the way that he came so humble to the Lord, it speaks the way he said it. I, I can't imagine trying to go to the Lord any other way. 
I can't imagine trying to go to the Lord and start telling the Lord, look at, Lord, I've been faithful to you and I, I've done all this over here, Lord, and I went over there and, and I've heard it and I just thought, Brother Eddie, if I've done all that and I've done all that and I've tried my best to be faithful, Brother, I, I've been here and I, I've done all that and I just don't know why all that's coming on me. Well, first thing, you're telling the wrong person. I think when we come up on the light of the Lord and we see what the Lord asked us to be over in Romans chapter 12. Can I read it to you just a minute? I won't say that long. If I can just find it, I'll try. I don't know. Here's what the Lord expects of, of Christian people. This is it right here. He said, here's the way I want you to do. In Romans chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 1, he said, I beseech you, I call you to the front line. Brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, your body's a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the Lord calls us to attention. He said, well, really, after you get saved, what you become is a sacrifice for me. And we get at a table sometime and it's time to eat. And we buckle because we don't even want to drop our head. We don't want nobody seeing us pray. We don't want nobody thinking that we're praying. We don't want to say something about the Lord when a conversation is going on and we got a scripture burning in the heart. So, well, you know what the Lord says? I don't care if it's right down here in the school system or in the city hall or in the county or court clerk. I don't care where it is. Let me tell you something. I think the best thing we can do said if it was the Lord telling us what we need to do, we need to have an understanding heart. We need to look through the eyes of God and we need to do it that way. He said in verse 12, Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and understanding heart, so there is none like thee before thee. Neither after these shall there arise any like you. He says, Solomon, nobody will come and be able to have a heart like you've got. And he said, I have also given thee, which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, Ain't that the way God does when you go ask him for something? He just go give you more. So that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. And if thou walk in my ways, see there, and keep my statutes and my commandments as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. I'll either make it where you can live longer. You don't think it matters how long you're going to live and what you do? And Solomon woke. And, so, and Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, offering up burnt offerings and offered peace offerings and made sacrifice to his servants. And he came to the, to, and he came and there were two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. And the woman said, one woman said, Oh, my Lord, I and this woman dwelt in the same house. And I was delivered a child with her in the house. We both had a child in the same house. 
And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered that this woman was delivered also and we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house save we two in the house. And this woman, woman's child died in the night because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thine handmaid slept and laid in her bosom and laid on her and laid her dead child in my bosom. She took my alive baby. And when, when I arose in the morning, I gave my child suck. Behold, it was dead. But when I had considered in the morning, behold, it was not my son which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. They was both arguing over which one the live baby belonged to and the dead baby belonged to. And King Solomon had a decision to make. And he had prayed, Lord, give me an understanding heart. Give me a man, of, give me wisdom and give me an understanding heart. And then the king said, the one saith, this is my son that liveth. And the son is dead. And the other saith, nay, but thy son is dead and my son is the living what is the king to do? And the king said, bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, divide the living child into two. Cut the baby in half. And give half to the one and half to the other. Then spake the woman who the living child was unto the king. For her, her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine. Divide it. The other woman said, go and cut it. And then the king answered and said, give her to the living child. Give her the living child and no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And all of Israel heard the judgment which was the king had judged. And they feared the king for they saw the wisdom of God was on him to do the judgment. The king knew that no mother in her right mind, Brother Larry, would agree to cutting a baby in half, even if it meant giving up her baby to someone else. Now, Brother Eddie, as Kaylee comes to the piano, Brother Eddie, what... How does this point to Calvary? How does this point to Calvary? How, what, what, what do we do right here? What do we do in so many times? What do, we, what do we decide? Maybe just go ahead. Do what you got to do. You know, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, they was hollering, crucify him. The king had already said, this man ain't done anything. He hadn't done anything to deserve this punishment, what are you doing? 
I remember as our Savior and Lord hung on that cross and the skies was darkening and I guess the lightning was flashing. He looked down and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what to do. They know, what, know not what to do. You know what? You know what we need to understand? You know what wisdom we got today? We need to understand that all of our wrongs, all of our wrongs is what crucified our Savior. It was us that nailed him to the cross. It was our sins that nailed him to the cross. It was our shortcomings, the reason why I had to go. And if he didn't go to the cross of Calvary, there would absolutely be no hope for us whatsoever. So I want to take the pressure off you today. As I thought about it, I thought, Lord, what, what is the message? I want to take the pressure off of you. In and of yourself, we ain't nothing. In and of ourselves, we ain't nothing. But through Christ, we can do all things. In and of ourselves, you're going to make mistakes every day of your life. In and of yourself, there's always going to be people coming in and out of your life. All of your life, it's going to happen. All of your life. But you know what? You've got a God in heaven that loves you in spite of yourself. So you know what we need to do? We just need to come to God and just be honest. You want something? You want to be blessed? You just need to come to God and be honest. So Lord, I, I don't even know how to come in and out. I'm just like a child. The Bible said, except you come to me as a child, and I just want to give you the remedy. If you want anything from the Lord, anything, then why don't you just be honest? So Lord, in and of myself, I ain't nothing. And you start letting God flow through you. Start saying, God, I, I, I want you to, I want to be a conduit for you. I just want to be something you can flow through. I don't know if we'll ever get there. I don't know if it, it, there's a point, but I know one thing. Paul said in his last writing, he said, I'm trying to apprehend that thing that apprehended me. Don't you get down on yourself so much that you're failing. But I tell you what, you can wake up in the morning, Sister Tammy, and them mercies in you every morning, and you can get to hitting on it again, get to swinging on it again. Who knows what the Lord may do in your life? Amen. Hey, if one of y'all get that kind of wisdom, get that kind of understanding, get that kind of closeness with God, y'all the kind of folks I want to hang around. Would you stand to your feet?